Naledi Muleo on SAFM. Yeah, so you're on the talk shop on SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. The last time I had these ladies in studio, um, it was June last year, June 2015. And we talked uh, about you know the importance of dialogue for young people to have to talk about issues of race and such. Um, but they're in studio again. I'm joined in studio by Keke Moteke, Anisha Panchia, and Claire Bell, co-founders of the Consciousness Cafe. Ladies, good evening and welcome to the talk shop. Hi, thank you for having us. It's so good to have you with us. A a bit of background perhaps on what the Consciousness Cafe actually is, first up. So the Consciousness Cafe was conceptualized as a platform for honest dialogue about race issues in the country, but it's also about other issues. So other issues come up, things like xenophobia, things. but it was conceptualized about race in the country. So it's basically about getting people together to speak honestly, like from their heart, about what they feel at the moment, what's bugging them. So often it is about race. I mean, we've had different topics coming up, you know, during the dialogue. The last one was about... Um, how do we create a space for healing in this country? So, you know, the topics that have come up have been different, but it's mm. basically to create a space where people can actually speak honestly and openly about how they really feel about issues in the country. Yeah, you know, we have a, a feature on the show that we do once every month um, with Terry Oakley-Smith of Diversity where we want to talk about issues of race in the country. And I'll tell you, it's... It, it always gets, it always becomes such a heated discussion because there's so much that South Africans mm. want to say and really haven't had enough of a platform to say, uh, to say it on. What is it that brought it, that, that brought this on? I mean, here I am sitting in studio with three ladies of three different races and you decided let's do this. This is an important. So how did, how did the idea actually come about? Um, so the idea was from, um, I mean, Anisha and I have been friends for um, 10 years now. And um, when we met, I had been coming out of a corporate space where I had experienced a lot of racism. And actually, when I joined that place, I was coming from an academic background where I had been taught to be to have a critical voice and to be open and vocal about issues. And when I came into the corporate space, it was almost like a complete like opposite of what is supposed to happen. I mean, I remember I was actually actively told, like, no, but you shouldn't say such things because such and such a person can actually be in your corner. So, I mean, I, I ended up being seen as this very like problematic, like aggressive black person mm. because I was voicing out and because I had been taught from, you know, my previous post to be someone who's vocal and who's you know, who speaks out about things that are wrong. And there were a lot of racial issues attached in that specific situation. And, I mean, for me, it, it brought a lot of rage for my personal experience. And it also, I mean, outside of that, I mean, it also, I mean, I think when you're angry about things, you also miss out so many other important things that you should see. Mm. And um, being um, friends with Anisha actually made me realize there are so many other worlds that can be opened up about this thing and that I'm not the only person struggling with the issue, which is another thing that came out so strongly during that experience of mine, that I'm not the only person who's experiencing this thing. And, I mean, consequently to that, there have been so many other things that have been clarified and been made clearer as a result of being able to have the conversation with people because there are so many misconceptions and so many things that go down in a wrong direction because we only have a certain perspective and a certain experience of things. And, I mean, a couple of years ago my daughter was starting school and was in grade one and she came home to me and she said this thing and I mean it also jarred me I mean by then we'd already started the process of um, establishing consciousness cafe but she was like ma you know like the teachers all the the teacher assistants are always gossiping about the white teachers at, at my school I'm like um what do you mean she's like yeah the teachers assistants are all black 
and um, the the teachers are all white, mm. and the teacher assistants are always gossiping about all the teachers. Mm. And I'm like, why don't they just tell them, you know? And for me, it was like, I don't know, it was just jarring f- for one thing that my daughter, who was seven at was the time, was able to see it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I was like, so it, it we are not free from, from this thing. I mean, it's, it keeps rearing itself. No matter how and much we're showing we these to. divisions to our children. Exactly. That's the real problem. The fact exactly. that we're not dealing with things uh, makes it visible and apparent to our children as well. Claire, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come to you because there's this view that white South Africans don't want to talk about race. That, you know, when we say let's come together and, and dialogue and, and really get to break down some of those barriers, a lot of South Africans will say, fine, but white people don't want to come to the table. It's true. I think it's absolutely true. Um, that's true. I think we've lived in 20 years of silence and white people have not wanted to talk about it. And I mean, for me, I know I'm an exception. I'm a freak. <laughs> but, um, you know, I'm a journalist. I'm a writer. That's where I come from. So it's mm. a very personal space that I come from. Um, but I set up on a journey where I came to confront my fear and my ignorance and my prejudice. Mm. And I thought I was this liberal white South African. But I couldn't understand why no one could treat me equally. We're supposed to be living in this democracy, but I never was treated as an equal. I was always put on a pedestal or put over there. I thought, why am I always over there? Mm. What is this? So I began to, you know, unpeel that. And, and, and you know, it made me... um, someone that people don't like to talk to at parties you know it does make you somebody your friends don't really want they're like oh here's claire again great you know there there is why is it why is that why is it we've just been talking about it at dinner um i do think that there's a i think there's a guilt and a shame and and that's complex that feeling of shame is it shame that of what we did or is it shame of that we lost you know, is it, is it really? Well, I'm just wondering, yeah, 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 yeah. you know, yeah. what is it? What is it? Um, and also just, we were told to forgive and forget, to move on, and we didn't have a chance to process what we were moving on from. Right. And I know people don't like, you know, hearing white people say, I didn't know, I'm so ignorant. But there is truth in that. Mm. And we are being silenced even to not even have that viewpoint. Mm. You know, we are, we are being silenced also in some ways and silencing ourselves. So... You know, it's it's we're trying to work out what that complex silence is, but that is where we have been. But I can also say from you know the three of us working together, I see the more I do this work, my own friends are kind of slightly opening up. And one said to me the other day, "I'm going to come to Consciousness Cafe," and I was like, "Wow, okay." Yeah, mm. yeah. You know, for me, what, what what I find really beautiful, and I and I remember last year, even when we when we talked in, in June last year, I, I loved the concept simply because it was not just about academics coming together mm. and say, you know, let's have a dialogue or a conference or a roundtable discussion or this, that, and the other. It was individuals that had personal experiences and said, look, we don't need to have the professors in the room for us to have a, a really important discussion that 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 is going to take us somewhere. And your own personal experience experiences were part of that discussion mm. which makes it so much more approachable for every other South African but you talk about that process of needing to to face your own demons you know to say 
Now, whether as a South African you need to say to yourself, I need to be honest about the fact that at times I do have an inferiority complex that mm-hmm. I need to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, tell me about some of those phases and, and whether it be with yourselves or with people that, that you know, join in the, the Consciousness Cafe discussions. When you see people start to have those light bulb moments or, or those moments where they're really struggling with something that they, they just can't look at. Mm. And I mean, it's, it's like you're saying, it, it comes from a very personal experience, and mm. that's why I even started these dialogues. Because mm. we, I mean, I as an Indian person, like I struggle with that whole thing of that identity, even because I grew up in Mafeking and I always thought myself I'm black. But then I saw that people were putting another identity of me, mm. no, you're Indian. And then you know this whole relationship with with KK being black and then later clear being white and you really start you know thinking and having those conversations with the people around you but yeah. you also want to have broader conversations and the great thing that we see happening at the dialogues is that it actually like the basic thing that it also just brings diverse people together people that wouldn't have these deep conversations with each other I mean people have conversations they say oh at work I have a black colleague and I go with li- to lunch with her and it's great and yeah. we're friends you know but the conversation doesn't happen at the deeper level to say actually this is how I really feel when I'm having lunch with you I actually feel like I'm putting on a front mm. or I actually feel a bit uncomfortable or that that doesn't happen so you know and it wasn't happening with us as well like that's why also like you're saying it comes from a very personal experience to say gee we need to have and and that breakthrough that you have when you're able to see a person beyond that KK is black and and even KK like even Claire like I see them still as black and white and this is a person that's very conscious and loves them to bits and you know I see them as my friends but still I still have those things and I'm able the more I'm able to talk about about it to them also and say KK actually sometimes when you said that I was offended because you were black or clear actually I was fine when KK was saying that but when you said that I felt a bit weird why and then I'm able to unpack Mm. it and I'm able to do that because it's a safe space with Claire and KK. So we're trying to do that with Consciousness Cafe to say in this dialogue space, you are here and it's safe. Say what you really feel. Right. Because once you get that out, it's such a, I don't know, it's such a, oh, it's like, oh. weight off your shoulders. I yeah. said it and yes, okay, you know, people usually say, okay, what then? You say things and then what beyond that? But you just get this amazing, sometimes it's just a silence. Sometimes there's a silence in the room and there's nothing even being said. And it's just this, Silence and we've experienced it in the dialogues. People are just quiet, or sometimes it's a moment afterwards. Is that like an mm. awkward silence? It's, 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 yeah, it's not, I mean, it's not awkward because it needs to happen. Like, people just need to absorb and that process. and process that. And that's sometimes what we don't allow in society. We just want to, okay, now you said this, okay, oh shit, there's an awkward, there's an <laughs> awkward silence. Okay, let me just oh, continue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, but you know, it's it's that awkward moment, those moments that we actually need, you know, sometimes just to sit with that moment and say, okay, that's what Claire said and I'm absorbing it. And those are the kind of moments that are created in the dialogue and it's really special because it creates those shifts and yeah. it creates those changes in, in perceptions, like you're saying. Yeah, I find it, um, you know, it stands out for me that you say, 
I, I still see KK is black and Claire is white. And um, <clears throat> I've heard it over and over again that the, the one mistake that we make in South Africa is that we want to see no race. We want mm. to say, that, no, there is no race. We're mm. all the same. Mm. Um, and I'll tell you that I want to be known as a black woman because that's who I am. Mm. And so is that is that the solution for us to start saying, look, don't be afraid to call me white. Don't be afraid to call mm. me black. Don't be, don't be afraid to call me colored. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I totally agree with that because... I am black mm. and you are a black woman and Anisha is Indian and Clay is white and if we are now denying that for the sake of a rainbow nation that you know was always in the mind but never manifested itself in reality mm. then where are we going to start forming real relationships when we can't even identify who we are yeah. I mean I mean, you know this even in a relationship that you have with your partner that you need to be real about who you are if the relationship is going to really travel much mm. you know I mean if you are going to be denying that you are a black woman or a, a white man or whatever it is that you are um, then how do you expect anything tangible and real to actually come out of that engagement and I mean even part of the dialogue process is like owning rank for example what mm. does it mean to be a white woman in South mm. Africa what does it mean to be a black man there are different ranks that are associated to that and we call those things out and say you know what sometimes when I say this thing because like Anisha was saying because I'm a black woman it's actually okay for me to say that but Claire as a white woman actually when she says that wow it's a uh, Actually, maybe you're not supposed to say that. Maybe it's not going to come down. It's not going to be swallowed in the same way as, as if I say it as a black woman. And the only way we can recognize those things and those nuances in our conversations with each other is if we acknowledge it. Because if we're not acknowledging it, gee, can you imagine how much we're going to be stumbling around how we get around to saying stuff to each mm. other if I'm trying to speak to Claire and not see that she's white? And I mean, I think that's what happens in so many of the conversations that we have, you mean, at work and, and everywhere that, you know, sometimes somebody says something to you and it sits at the pit of your stomach and mm. you feel like, oh my God, like, did they really just? And I mean, I think it would be so much easier if you could just address it right then and there. Mm. But but we, we can't, you know, mm. the, the society that we're living in that so, the South Africa has created by virtue of creating this you know, mind a rainbow nation has prevented us from addressing those issues and now they're like bottling and bottling and bottling yeah. and then people use social media to burst it all out in the ugliest of ways and now there's no comment section on most online newspapers because of all the yeah. garb that was coming up yeah. from there. Yeah. So it's like then, you know, can we be real about what the truth is because it's not like by us not being real about it, it goes away. Yeah, now... It's a tough one because we say let's be real, and when we when we are going to be real, because race is such an emotional issue for for South Africans, it's a difficult issue for for a lot of us. Mm. Um, when we do get together at the Consciousness Cafe and have these discussions, someone is going to say something that is eventually going to hurt someone else. All right, it is definitely going to happen in these kind of discussions. How do you deal with that? I mean, you you obviously can't mediate to the, to the point where um, people feel like they they need to start uh, perhaps sifting um, you know sifting through their thoughts because you want that open expression, but you also want to be able to to mm -hmm. handle people's emotions. So where do you strike that balance? So what we found, I mean, which is quite surprising perhaps, but what we found is when people are honest. It's almost like the room just goes, ah. Like, honesty, it, 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 it's, it's not, it's, we think it's frightening. Mm. We think honesty is going to hurt people. It really doesn't. It weirdly makes everyone kind of, ah, relax. The other thing is what we do at Consciousness Cafe, and this is because we've been trained by the No Name Initiative, which is a form of dialoguing process, is we get people to speak from the I voice. 
I feel this. Okay. And not I think this, but also I feel this. We really get people to drop down into an emotional space. And when we speak about our emotions, we're speaking our deepest truths. Mm. And other human beings recognize that. Mm. And what also happens is, say if I say something like, I feel really angry right now. Keke might feel really angry too. It might be about a different reason, but she can stand up, cross the room, and come stand next to me and support me in my emotion. Right, that's so we true. use this kind of energetic shift and movement in the room to support each other as you go into these deep emotional spaces. And that, I mean, if anyone's been to the dialogue, knows how powerful that is. And hmm. um, so that explains it. Yeah, no, it, it, it really does. I, I wanted to open up the lines for questions and comments. I'm in studio with uh, three ladies, Keke Mozeke, Anisha Panchia, and Claire Bell, co-founders of the Consciousness Cafe. Um, this concept was developed by them um, really to bring South Africans together to talk about uh, various issues, some like race, and, 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 you know, they've had their own experiences in their personal and professional lives that said you know no, I can't be the only one that's struggling with this let's bring people together and actually dialogue and move the country forward so if you want to be part of our discussion give us a call 0891 again that's 0891 or send me your sms's the number is 34701 those sms's are charged at just one round an sms that says here uh, I know that from my experiences and, and, and knowing Hold on, now I've just lost it, all right. I know that from my experience and knowing so many lovely people across the color spectrum, uh, people want to be able to accept and respect the differences in our backgrounds. Forget politics, just be kind, understanding, and speak to one another. We all have similar problems, shortcomings, and fear. A smile and a greeting goes a long way. We need to accept who and what we are. It is how we address the other person. Mm. Do agree with your lady guests. I like that. We do all want to build relationships. Mm-hmm. So what's stopping us? It's, it's fear? Mm, it's fear and it's also, I mean, we've noticed from a lot of dialogues, also there's a lot of anger. Mm. But yes, and people do want to get beyond that. You can see from the dialogue topics like how do we heal our psyche? How do we move forward from the pain and anger? Those are the kind of topics. That, so people do want to move forward from that. Yeah. But it's also about acknowledging that, yes, we do want to get there, but where are we now? We're angry, we hurt, we're in pain, and we need to be able to express that as well. Mm. We, need to be ha- to, we need to have the space to say, I'm angry at you, KK. I'm angry at you, Claire. You can't say that to me, Claire. Like, it's not possible right now. Maybe when I've, you know, I need to express that to you Mm. because that is there. We need to acknowledge that feeling. It's there. And that is the problem that people were not allowed to do that. We all want to see each other. I want to see Claire as Claire. I want to see Keke as Keke. But I'm not there yet. Sometimes when Claire says things, I see her as white Claire. When Keke says things, I see her Mm. as black Keke. So... I need to be able to say that. I need to be able to express how I feel now. Yes, we all want to get to that point. We do. And there is a yearning. We want to see each other as people, of yeah. course. But we do need to acknowledge that there is a lot of anger. There's a lot of pain. There's a lot of hurt. And we need to just acknowledge that and allow that to be expressed in whatever form that, that needs to be expressed. If I need to say, I'm really, really angry at you right now. You know, we need to allow that to happen, and that, mm. that happens, and that's why we create that space in the dialogues for that to happen. And it is a safe space, like you're saying, when people really are allowed to express 
they're honest. And when we're really honest, they're not say, oh, yes, you know, when we're talking about content. Because that often, that often happens. You know, yeah. we talk about content. We stay at that content level. We're saying, I know A, B, and C. And you're like, I know, I know better. This is the history. I know, you know, this and this happened. Oh, right. no, this and this happened. And we end up you know, bashing heads at that content level. Right. But really, like, you know, we notice when people really speak from the heart and they really, this is how I really feel. There's, you can't dismiss that. Mm-hmm. I'm saying, I'm Anisha, and I'm telling you how I feel. Yeah. I'm really hurt at what you said. Like, it really offends me when you say that. And that is, is something that, you know, it's it's just when that honesty comes, you have to, you, you acknowledge it. Yeah, I'm keen to hear what some of the most, the, the, the most memorable, um, I don't know if I can call them lines, lines perhaps are that you've heard from people that have attended the Consciousness Cafe. But do, ladies, please put on your headphones. We've got um, three callers on the line for you. Thriven is in Durban. Um, yeah, hold on, let me just give Claire her headphones. Thriven is in Durban. Thriven, good evening. Hi, good evening. Hi, thanks for calling. No problem, no problem. Um, these are the, as I call them, uh, for the name of the initiative, and you just refresh that. The Consciousness Cafe. The Consciousness, yes. Um, I just wanted to say, I, I applaud that initiative. I, I find it refreshing um, in contrast to the, the general South African, uh, South African narrative where, you know, it's, it's not about the truth. It's not about how we can resolve a matter and and reach an amicable compromise. It's all about how I feel, mm. and and that's the that's in exclusivity to everything else. Mm. Um, the danger with that is that it's a two-sided coin. You know, you get the 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 one South African who says, "I see your point of view, and I see mine, and let's let's resolve this." Mm. And we can come to we can come to this conclusion by both being honest about it and saying, let me hear your side, you hear my side. Mm. And then you get a different type of South African who is very um, ignorant in a stance and says, you know what, I don't care what the truth is, I don't care what the resolution is going to be, I just want you to know how I feel and how I feel is that I don't like this and it's about me. It becomes a very selfish yeah. narrative. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's something that you'll encounter with, uh, with a lot of people. I mean, that's, that's the mindset that we're dealing with at the moment with South Africans who want something, they know what they want and they want it now, but they don't realize that in order to get that, you have to um, you have to be amicable. You can't always come to something with a sort of headlock of I'm just we have to Okay, I'm losing you, but I think we, we got that point, Thriven, that line is really bad, but we've got that point, brilliant uh, brilliant points that you've made there. Tom is in Durban. Everyone's calling from Durban. Tom? <laughs> Tom, good evening. Yeah, good evening. Hmm. Um... I think this is an absolutely fascinating conversation, and I'm so glad that I can call in. I think that speaking in groups, honestly, can uh, have, a, have a real impact. And the, this initiative, uh, I, I just really want to congratulate those mm. that are, are doing it and um, are a part of it, because it's, it's, it's huge. You know, I, I deal a lot in, with the youth um, and hearing what they have to say, and honestly... Uh, really is intriguing. Yeah. What is it that you hear from youth? I mean, I want to hear that. Oof. <laughs> I hear <laughs> a lot. Why, 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 did you, why did you specifically talk about youth? I mean, is there something that you think is going on there that um, older generations are, mm. you know, might not be getting? Well, I think what's happening is youth are changing their perceptions and they're looking at the elders and they're saying, what's actually happening here? 
and I'm not happy with your conclusions. Mm. Um, I'm talking about across gender, across age, across race. This mm. is not a, a one specific thing. Mm. Um, a lot of a lot of the university students that I speak to have are in the process of questioning things. Yeah. Um, and and that's that's exciting. It is so exciting because it's the first time that the youth are really beginning to stand up and say, hey, I'm not happy with the eldership and sure. their conclusions. Okay. Yeah, Tom, thanks for calling. Monty's in Durban as well. Monty, good evening. <laughs> Hello there. Um, I'd love to catch up to these other guys from Durban at some point. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. I think it's absolutely wonderful that you do that you have this initiative. I uh, am convinced that there's a groundswell taking place. Tomorrow morning I'm speaking at Durban Dialogues which is an initiative down here in Durban as well. Mm. Um, we, what, what we, and I think for me the distressing thing with race um, isn't so much the fact that we have a history that makes us all sad and unhappy, um, but it is the fact that we can't find each other. I think I find it very distressing. And I think as, um, when I think of Durban, I, I can't see how someone from where I live, Westville, Mm. will have much to do with someone where mm. I work during the day from uh, Marion Ridge yeah. or from Kwamashu. They just do not travel in the same circles, mm. and there just simply isn't a mm. platform mm. for people to even get to know each other. Because I think human beings will find each other and resolve their differences if they have if they're in the same space right. and there is there is an opportunity for them to voice their their misgivings and unhappiness with mm. this, with, with you know with the situation as it is, yeah. so w- w- I think that having that platform is just miraculous because whoever links into it has the opportunity to actually connect with someone and resolve some things. Mm. So. Where I am, we're about to have an initiative where we're bringing young people from different communities for a holiday club together and to just be with each other and dialogue for a whole week right. and have campfires at night and have other kinds of interactions just to try and create a space for people who travel in such different circles who never find each other. Right. Otherwise. Yeah. Yeah, Monty, thanks for calling. I want to take a break. When we come back, um, we'll find out how we can, uh, you know, join you guys in your discussions. I know you're having them twice a month, which is great. Um, you, you, you're in Cape Town as well, right? Yes. Okay, so we'll get those details after this. You're dreaming of enjoying the good life with your family, driving a fancy car, owning a luxurious house, being CEO. But how do you get there? Change your life, make your dreams a reality, and your success a priority with a life-changing Regent Business School MBA degree. For more on the Regent MBA and undergraduate qualifications, including the BCom and BAdmin degrees, visit regent.ac.za or email study at regent.ac.za. Regent Business School, developing global leaders in Africa. Join us this Thursday on Top Billing as a breathtaking Bianca LaGrange almost sings her wedding vows to actor David Johnson. The Ballers return to Loiso's musical roots in the Drakensberg. The Cows toast their 10th anniversary in Zanzibar. 
and adventure couple the Zulus almost take it easy in Mauritius with baby Laletu. Don't miss Top Billing this Thursday night at 7.30. Find it on 3. Dinosa invites all nurses to take part in the Historic Third South African Nurses Conference at Bedford Hotel in Foxburg from the 24th to the 26th of February 2016. The conference aims to equip nurses to influence policies related to delivering quality health care under the theme, Together Strengthening the Nursing Theory and the Practice Landscape. It will feature local and international speakers to share latest information on nursing and health issues. Nurses can get more information and register by visiting our website, SA Nurses Conference, or by calling 12 2315 It's quarter to nine, still chatting to the ladies of the Consciousness Cafe. Let's look at some of the SMSs that have come through. Um... Let's see, one that says expressing feelings or speaking out does not really solve racism unless our assumptions and understanding of human nature improves dramatically to embrace the dominance of the moral and, and spiritual aspect. Racism will take very long to mitigate. At the root of racism is dire ignorance of the humanity of real human nature, especially the dismissal of their moral and spiritual dignity. Spiway sends an SMS that says, Hi, good project for youth, but old buddies, forget them. Um, <laughs> another one that says, this is from, uh, all right, this one isn't signed. It says, Let's acknowledge, however, that not all white people harbor racial superiority. As a matter of fact, some white uh, patriots abhor racism. They even fought alongside Africans against institutionalized uh, racism and suffered the consequences. That's so true. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sajwayo said, at the end, it's a power relations thing, unfortunately. Um, so, yeah, I think you, you could mm. respond to some of the points that we've heard, I think. But if we do, you know, we'd be, we'd be in the consciousness cafe. And, <laughs> and, and then we'd be here all night. But I'm glad that the thoughts are coming through. How do we take part in, in your discussions? You're in Joburg and in Cape Town? Yes, so um, recently on the 9th of January, actually on my birthday, we had our first dialogue in Cape Town. Mm-hmm. And um, since then, um, fellow trainees of the No Name Initiative have also, um, you know, bandied up together to host Consciousness Cafe Dialogues in, Cape, in the Cape Town area as well. And actually the first one that's going to be taking place is also on the 20th. So we're going to be February. having two. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to be having two this Saturday. There's one in Johannesburg in Parkview and there's one in Cape Town um, in, in Rondebosch, I think. Yeah. yeah. So um, look, it's, it's, uh, so we're all doing this together as people that have been trained by the No Name Initiative. We got some funding from the Department of Arts and Culture, which is what we're using for last year's um, yeah. um, dialogues and we're hoping to be getting more funding from them this year as well yeah. but we're also obviously open and you looking said it for, on national for radio, more fund, funding from everyone yeah. <laughs> <laughs> everyone and anyone because I mean it, it's really important for this work to go out I mean this year especially with um, you know how this year started and yeah. I mean it's ironically that everyone is calling from the Durban area but mm-hmm. I mean it, 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 you know it needs to be spread even further and wider than what we've managed to do so far and I mean I just think um, you know, with all the support that we've been receiving up to so far, it's been really phenomenal. And we actually have been, you know, our legs have been from all the amazing support that we've got because so many South Africans do believe. I mean, I actually agree with most of what the SMSs were, were, were saying. You know, there are a lot of issues. It's mm. really a huge mammoth task. And, I mean, you know, we don't know where to start. And there's certainly nowhere to end because it's just ongoing. But definitely by getting in there and trying to do something, I mean, I know I feel a whole lot better about it. Yeah. And I mean, 
mean, I see dialogue participants and they come to speak to us afterwards. They send us emails and, you know, some of them are even coming to the training that's happening in June later on this year um, to also be enabled with the No Name Initiative training so that they can also facilitate dialogues. And, you know, seeing that is so encouraging because at least, you know, you can see that something is happening because it's actually really also about active citizenship. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think we've kind of been folding our hands and waiting it is our responsibility and if we don't do it or if we're not involved in some way in it then how do we expect all the things that we are dictating should happen and should change to happen if we're not, you know, involved in it. Yeah. Okay, so details, ladies. Give us a website, telephone numbers, perhaps. Okay, so we operate mostly from the Facebook page. So facebook.com slash consciousnesscafe.co.za. Okay. Um, what? The email address. Email, uh, so it's consciousnesscafe at gmail.com. Very easy. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, phone number? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm on 073 and that's probably the best one because both the ladies are full-time jobs at the moment. I'm the freelancer, so okay. I can answer the phone. Okay, so on the 20th of February address. So the 20th of February is um, the Shivananda Ashram in Parkview. So mm-hmm. we pop up in different spaces all the time. So this is the ashram on Tyson Road in Parkview in Johannesburg. And in Cape Town, we're at the Golden Grove Primary School um, in Ronda Bros, which is on Stewart Road. Okay. But all the details are on our Facebook page. If you click on events, you'll find both the dialogues there. With the with time. And, and the times. And transport okay. arrangements even for the yes. Johannesburg one. So for, just to say for Johannesburg, because we know not everyone can get there, we um, are getting people to meet at Campus Square, and we're actually going to lift people up there to oh, the very ashram. Easy. So That's very easy. Ladies, thank you so much, and continue the great work. Come back with more discussions. This has been lots of fun. Thank you very much. Thank you for having us. So the Facebook page, the Consciousness Cafe on the Facebook page, take a look at their events. Be part of those discussions. As Keke said, it's also a responsibility, guys. Ladies, have yourselves a stunning evening.